This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What's good, y'all? You guys are now tuned into the Black Star the Podcast, a podcast that highlights key moments in black culture from the past and current news that intertwine with nostalgic figures of the present. And icing on the cake is you guys get to kick it with us, you know, some millennials living in their 2020s and, um, you know, giving you guys a black perspective. What's up? What's up? What's happening? Chilling, man. Kelby got the glasses on today. What's going I mean, on? Sometimes I, you know, I put it on sometimes when I'm about this, to make a point. This man's educated. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know the vibes. They look couple, very similar to someone else's glasses. A couple degrees. Yeah, I look, the people I look up to, I try to be like them. I mean, eh? That's me. <laughs> well, sometimes I got to look down at you, but that's okay. Not like see, that. The, it's because you're a little shorter than me. I that's bet. It. See, this hasn't been going on for one minute and the pettiness is already What started. are you talking about? I'm just talking about different look at, look at his face, man. I'm not trying to look at Todd's face. Can we put it in the <laughs> Pikachu meme? <laughs> you edit it. <laughs> He's right. That's true. It is up to y'all, take, I'm not going to put my glasses on anymore if you guys are going to be... No, nah, put them on. Like, when nah. you make those smart points... No, okay, be a king. Be a king. All right, that's, yeah, I mean, man. that's in the blood. I mean, Hello. You mm. guys, it's how, it's you, how you guys doing? Go it's ahead. Has it been a traumatic week for you guys? Do you guys have peace week. and love and peace, harmony that? and yeah. love? Have you guys yeah. been drinking your water and letting your skin glow and all that stuff? Staying hydrated. Of yeah. Of course, you gotta let the the melanin flourish. Yeah. Charge it up. Facts. Mm. With the sun, you know, vitamin D. Tyler, Facts. haven't seen you in a bit. A bunch of melanin. Bunch of melanin. Wait, what? Oh, okay. you, wait, no. Wait, what? You did what to melanin? I missed something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh gosh. What? Well, shit. You guys want to just ease into this? Nobody said how they day went. Nobody, you know, you guys just chilling. Yeah, that's it. Shoot, uh, your morning. I don't school? know. Has anybody seen anything? What you mean? Everybody's been talking about Invisible Man. Mm. Have, you just, have you seen it? No, oh, I saw Nines out though. I know you don't like scary things. You? Yeah, I'm not a scary guy. I saw Invisible Man. It was pretty good. I liked it a lot. Sick. All right, I didn't see it. So, the way Why'd you, you ask? Up? Yeah, like everybody, like you were getting ready it. to talk about it. Something. Nah, I was just asking. Like you know, what I mean, I right, you know, I do want to. It's gonna be like it's, it's a little somber this topic, but I do want to start it off by saying, um, R.P. to Trayvon Martin. The anniversary of his like mm. passing was the twenty sixth of February. Mm-hmm. He would have been twenty five this year. Damn. Yeah, which is crazy. So, um, is there anything you guys want to say about Trayvon Martin or anything? Anything you want to mention? Did it spike anything for you? Did it change anything for you? The incident itself, like when you heard about it, where were you? Or, or like, what was that? Either where were you if you don't remember that? What was life like around that time for you? Five years ago. Trayvon yeah. Twenty twelve. No, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. 2018, 2018. Wait, wait. Oh, my math what? is bad. Sorry, guys. What how, What years? I didn't sleep this long. I've been moving. Sorry, guys. I've been, <laughs> I've been moving. My, what, bad. my how, bad. How my many bad. years has this been? Hold on, hold on. Sorry, I'm tired. We're skipping this. But where yeah. were you guys during this time? Because you got to make it seem like it was What time period 10. was it? 20... I think it was 2012. How many years has he been 
gone. He was 17 when he passed. Eight years. Eight years ago. Oh, eight so years. It was 20, It was 2012. February 26, 2012. I don't, I'm just guessing. Yeah. I thought you said five years. I'm tweaking. Sorry, guys. Okay. I haven't been sleeping. I'm That's moving. okay. But anyways. I know what that means. If you don't remember where you guys were or what you were doing <clears throat> eight years ago, what were you doing eight years ago? Or what was the time like for you? 2012? Uh, 2012, I graduated from college mm. that year. This is... The case from that happened in Florida. I'm originally right. from Florida, and stand your ground law. Something that I actually do remember is uh, when the stand your ground law became kind of like a thing in Florida, and we had a, a lesson about it in class. And I, I remember somebody saying like, "Somebody looked wrong at me at the mall. Like I can pull my gun out and shoot him." And it, at the time, it was just this kind of like funny statement because somebody was just like, "This is before the Trayvon thing." Yeah, this is like when I was maybe in middle school or high school. And then to think later on down the line how this law is a polarizing law, you know, because it's like in this, in the vein of self-defense, but it could mean different things for different people. The outcomes can be different. And mm-hmm. there's a, a huge, a huge issue that happened after the whole Trayvon Martin thing, because that wasn't necessarily police killing, but it kind of opened the door for like, I guess you can call selfless or uh, senseless violence. Uh, what do you mean, open the door? It opened the violence. door for like legalized senseless violence when it comes to police, which I want to I want to talk about this kind of later down the line. But, uh, you know, police violence, I, it, it almost just felt like this like upsurgence of yeah. of just violence. I think it was that for sure. But yeah. I know for me, for, I was like, what, 20 at the time. Oh, man. So like... <clears throat> For for me, I think it was more so the idea of like, yo, you can't wear a hoodie and walk around yeah. because you're oh, suspicious yeah. now. Yeah. So that that's why like for me it hit me because like, of course you hear about like police brutality and whatever and like the stigma of black having black skin and everything, mm-hmm. and being like a target because of it. But that was the first time for me where it really hit like, oh snap, he was just walking with a hoodie and skittles, mm-hmm. and then hearing like the the video call with his voice and you could hear him screaming in the background. Mm-hmm. So like for me, that's what like. It, Click for me in that sense where it was like, oh shit, this is like for some people, it's really a war. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's something I actually still think about. Like to this day, I, I recently went to somebody's house wearing a hoodie and it was cold and windy outside, and mm-hmm. I had my hoodie up. And I right before I knocked on the door, actually, while I was walking on the sidewalk, I was like, oh, let me take my hoodie down. And then, I do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like a nice neighborhood, so I was like, let me let me calm down here, you know. And then there was another black guy there. And he saw me. He was like, "You just put your hoodie down." I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "I did the same thing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just hmm. see in a yeah. weird way. That's kind of like what black culture is in a way, in a sense of like he didn't he didn't even have to ask you. He just no, knew, no, like, no. I did yeah. the same thing. You yeah. automatically connect because yeah, there's some things where it's like no matter what part or like what kind of upbringing you had, mm-hmm. it's still something you could connect with. Like, okay, and he was yeah. an older guy too, probably like probably like in his forties. Mid forties, so, older he's, than so me, he's seen but. some things. Yeah. I think it was a big realization that things haven't actually progressed as far as we thought they had. Um, because even the same thing is, you started changing your habits, you started doing things differently. Like I would, like you were saying, I would take my hoodie off. I'm going into new stores. If I'm walking behind someone, if there's, you just are on edge for no reason, and then it was this big movement of just people being even terrified of just being pulled over or. Right just having cops. And I feel like this was a big start of that. And I think I remember hearing a story where this black woman was pulled over by a cop and she was terrified. And it was this viral joke. Oh, we're just handing out ice cream, but it's Mm. 
it's not funny for these people who actually legitimately fear, fear their lives when they get pulled over if they make a wrong move and they end up getting shot because of it. And so it really, I think it changed the framework for a lot of black people in America because it was this terrifying, frightful thing. That's big facts. Yeah. So, you know, just to talk, um, to end that off, RIP to Trayvon. Um, facts. Yeah. And uh, to his mom, um, keep your head up as well. And um, let's go to something lighter though. Because this please, one is kind of dark. Please. No, no, but... It's right off the bat. Yeah. Listen, mate, there's well, yeah. no winning with y'all, man. What? Open like, it up and just punch us in the face. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait, so when would be a good time to put it? No. Never? Like, what's up, you know what? <laughs> no. We'll talk about this in post-production. No, man, listen. No, you good, you good, you good. Yeah, yeah. You good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's business, good to, it's good to recognize you that. You did a good, King. But after after last time, you know, when, when I shift gears to a brother for y'all, you guys you guys just couldn't handle the speed. You guys couldn't handle don't, the speed don't, that time. Don't put it that way. Y- y'all couldn't handle the speed, don't, man. Don't it was too... that way. All right, all right, fine. Don't, don't stay it that way. Oh, man, pause. Pause. <laughs> so, like, anyways. <laughs> that's not even... Oh, Continue. That, that's not what you were saying? No. Oh, okay. All right, I can handle speeds. Anyways, so just to lighten this up, though. Even though she's not black. Oh, boy. What? What you mean? No, go ahead. I'm not the petty one. You're okay. the petty one. I'm not. So, you know, <laughs> even though she's not black, um, it's still sad to see the show go away. Just Judy is being, it's uh, ending after 25 what? seasons. What? Yeah, 25 years is ending. That. Seasons. So, um, yeah, I mean, you seem surprised. Like, what, is she, what does that show mean to you guys? Because when I was putting on, I was like, I know this means something for black people. Even though she's not black. Sure. Yeah. It's still like a sad thing to see the I show. I mean, that's with. OG. Yeah. Like, I was watching that all the time. She like just renewed her contract a few years ago. So this must be it. So and she, she get bag. paid? She hasn't aged in like 40 years. She flies out, films all of her episodes, flies back, flies really? back home. Where is she from? She, I think, I believe she lives in New York. Where is in the New show York? shot? Here in LA. Wow. So she flies out, films all of her episodes, gets it done. Go back to New York. Flies back. Yeah, I wonder you know how, how those paid. shows are. They shoot for like three months and then she's off the mm-hmm. rest of the year. So to yeah. me, it's like, why are you even? They why are you much Yeah, like Jeopardy, mm-hmm. uh, Wheel like of Fortune, seven days India. a week type thing, or well, five probably days like five, six days. Mm-hmm. And they shoot for like three, four months, real quick. Get all the episodes done for the whole year, and then they take the rest of the year off. How long are the days? Probably like, long days. Thirteen like, hour days or something. Yeah, like. probably. Yeah, 12, that's, that's not a, that's not a bad thing at all. Like low key. Yeah, but she's also probably seventy. Yeah. I'll look it up. Uh, yeah, look it up. <laughs> From what I, I know is she... listening listening to it, um, the st- they don't want to make anymore. They have so many already done that they could just do reruns and make the same amount of money they've come up yeah. with. Yeah. So they're just gonna show the reruns. And uh, Judy owns like half of the IP, so she gets the, yeah, she, she gets does. about the same amount of money. That's yeah. yeah. That's She's gonna be coasting. Money. She was like, they ought, they they barely like were you want to retire? And she was like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> So I she, get it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, and she's she's a big part of stay at home culture. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. if the moment you fake that sickness and you get to stay home, <laughs> you know, you know what you're gonna watch. You're gonna see Drew Carey mm-hmm. on uh, on the Price is Right. Oh, Price is right. right. I'm sorry. Daytime TV these days. I you remember know, those Jerry Springer days too, though. Jerry's facts. Jerry Springer, Maury, mm-hmm. um, Judge Judy, and Judge Joe Brown. Judge Joe Brown. Judge Joe Brown. Shout out to the black man. Judge yeah. Joe Brown. Uh, Judge Judy is 77 years old. See? Judge Matt. She looks good. She is worth $500 million. Golly. I'm pretty She's sure all money. of those are, are scripted too. So. <laughs> she need a sugar baby. I'm just saying. Yo, listen, I mean, I had a friend that was on the show before. She needs a splendid It's baby. not. <laughs> it's not completely scripted. No? No, I had a friend that was on the show. For uh, real thing? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it true that it doesn't really matter they all get paid? It's like the, the case is just... You're basically just willing to be embarrassed on on TV. 
because all the litigation is paid for by the the company itself. Yes, but uh, my friend didn't get paid for being on the show. He oh. got paid for winning the case. I just mean, who, whoever wins oh, isn't sure, paid yeah. by the other person. Oh. They're paid by the, sh- yeah. the yeah, show yeah. themselves. So mm-hmm. she's making money off of volunteers? Mm-hmm. I like that. So the volunteers make no money. The people just come out there with it's kind of It's kind of like a game show. You go on and... With your and real problems. With your real problems, mm-hmm. and one of you is going to win and one of you is going to lose. Right. But the loser doesn't actually pay anything. I but thought so it was all scripted. Dope. Like, yo, we're going to so take a real, a real case. And then yeah. Shout out to Judy, man. Enjoy See, your retirement, man. Be with 500 M's. 500 man. Yo, listen, man. I just need three. That's it. <laughs> I, I thought you would ask for more. No, man. I like respect 50. the hustle, man. Like, nah, come on, man. Take that. Take a old. That's elderly uh, abuse. No, nah, it's only 10% of her 500 million. That's a it, lot of percent. No, no, but wait. She's still getting royalties, though. You got to remember. I'm royalty. Just give All right, me three. Go ahead, King. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, the tight end of black culture, though. I'm happy to see that there were... There is a big following of having black judges. So you got Judge Brown, like you're saying, Judge Mathis. Right. And so you did have I that. Her name too. Judge Mathis. Mm-hmm. Oh, Judge Mathis is like he well, he he laid down the law. What's the black woman's name? I forgot. Isn't her Judge name, Mathis though. the one with the attitude? Yeah. Isn't that Judge Damn. Joe Brown too? Judge Joe Brown, his they he got, got he got a little man. attitude, but he Judge Mathis it. don't play games. <laughs> <laughs> I like no. how you so know that's this. The third one. That's the third one. He don't play games. <laughs> no. Let me see. Let me see. There's a uh, judge. Oh yeah, Judge Maybelline. Judge like Maybelline. Like that's oh, my girl. Judge that's, that's the judge with the yeah. shortcut. Yeah, that's my yeah. girl. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, All yeah. these judges be rude as hell. I promise you, they would kill No, they lay down the facts. Yeah. All right, lay me down with the facts. I'm gonna see you when the cameras is on. Except for not like that, but I mean when they be mean like. Oh, you mean okay? Yeah, when like smart when, ass, smart yeah. Ass. When they're like, "You need to shut up," and all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, tell me that one more time. But one Judge Mathis be like judge. on the side making fun of you, yeah. but sitting there cracking up. <laughs> so you, <laughs> I didn't know it was real cases though. That's the funny part. I thought, I thought it was, it was like, like I thought it was real cases, fake people. Because yeah. I had a I had a friend who was on one of those shows, and he was like, they pretty much just told him the case before, mm. and he had to just go mm-hmm. fake it. You know, that's like we, I moved to LA, first acting gig one on one type of thing. You know, so I guess Judge Judy, shout out to her for for being I a real team. If it's not good, they don't put it out. Is that the case? Like, if the acting wasn't good, and would they be like, I right, throw this away? This is not. No, I'm sure they would put it out. I mean, they spent the money on it. I'm sure they edit it, shorten down. Yeah, make it look better. When you have those really really short cases in there, I'm sure it just wasn't entertaining enough, so they just edit it down, cut it out, and then have another sure. one. Damn! Shout out to the judges, man. Yeah. We do need a judge in this next like topic though. Oh, Tell me about it. Nah, listen, listen, That's listen, a good listen. transition. Do you? I, I'm, I'm, I'm growing. You know, I'm yeah. learning. Transition, you know, poppy. I'm growing. I gotta practice. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta practice my, my speaking and stuff. I see but, that. But Pete, Public Enemy. You guys care or know about Public Enemy? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Flavor Flav was recently kicked out. Mm. He wasn't kicked out. I mean, yeah, that's what boy. Like, if, like if he wasn't kicked out, what was it? I think they came in. They came to an amicable separation. I don't, I'm gonna read this though. Let's see. No. So the group had a dispute over performing at Bernie Sanders' event. And, you know, Flav, sta- he stated that the campaign used his likeness without his permission. Mm-hmm. So he sent a cease and desist. And then Flav hopped on Twitter and said to Chuck D, you're destroying something we built over 35 years over politics. I'm disappointed in you and your decisions right now. And Chuck D basically told him, like, yo, listen, your last straw was years ago. Mm-hmm. It's not over this. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> it was years ago. It's not over this. So I'm... Like for me, and it says like Flav is the founder of Public Enemy. So I, I was wondering, like, how does this happen? Like, how can you get kicked out of something you started? I was having this conversation with Kirk. To me, I, see, I think that's such a, a long time ago that to me, Flavor Flav was 
the what was what, what was a long time ago? The the height of Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. So to me, Flavor Flav was the hype man of Public Enemy. I didn't know that he had hit songs and he was all this and all that. But if you ever asked me, I would be like, yeah, Flavor Flav. You know. So to me, I get where Flavor Flav is coming from. That probably is the main source of his income, what he's known for, and how he's surviving. So if he didn't want his name or his likeness or and him being the face of the entity, I get it. Like, I, I get, like, hey, they use my likeness and, you know, I didn't like that. And they need to talk to me about it first. I, I understand. But I guess if you state it that way, that his last straw was years ago, yeah, screw it. Leave, leave it. Go make another flavor of love. No, no. Chuck D was saying that's a flavor. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yeah. Chuck D. Yeah. You know what? Get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> you could just do that though. Yeah. He what I find is interesting the, the is that he said thing. over politics, as if politics was just like a cupcake. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean by that? He said you're destroying what we built over politics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> politics. I mean, you know, but, like. But- I guess that's what the, what the news is saying. Like that's why they split. Was I guess the group still performed, and he was just like, nah. And he was like, right, you're gonna choose performing for Bernie Sanders and mm-hmm. his campaign over this. I think that's why you made like he likes politics. Biden. I don't know. That's I don't know, man. I'm just so confused about the kicking out part, though. Like, how do you do that to someone who started the group? And the reason I'm asking you is because like, yeah, I was gonna say it happens all the time. It happens all the time. But we recently had the conversation about like if somebody started something. Like, let's say you were in the room mm-hmm. and somebody come up with the idea. And somebody executed without, you know, nobody takes action, but it's executed without the person. I'm always confused on how does, how does that happen? Like, I don't know. I know it happens all the time. Shoot, like, that's how what? Facebook was built. Snapchat was built. All of them. Oh, wait, explain. Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, a lot of, a lot of companies go through the, or, or entities go through this process of like, Hey, I, I was in the room for this, or I, maybe I gave a tiny bit of, of, of input, mm-hmm. but what about in the scenario where you a major instrumental part in it? See, like that's you said, a, that's he was a the diff- face of it. Yeah, I mean that's a different thing. I, I don't know necessarily enough about the music industry to say like, are they gonna go and take his name off of the LLC it, or whatever? Do I don't that. know, you know. Um, but it, it it almost sounds like Flav doesn't want to be a part of it. Either way, like not not to stay too long on this, but take Flav or this scenario out of it. Mm-hmm. Just the idea of like. Kicking somebody out of something they started. Oh well. Like, it's, how do you say it? No, something like nonchalantly. Like, oh well. Yeah, I, I mean, know. the thing is, like, I wouldn't go, I'll, I'll, just because you started something doesn't mean that like you have to stay a part of it. And especially <laughs> I mean, in the true, entertainment but, industry, everything yeah, actually, is kind of. Yeah. Everything changes so quickly. Yeah. And. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks happen. for your. Thanks for your service. I don't know, man. I'll, I'll, I would have to put up a fight unless I, <laughs> unless it was like an amicable split. But if it's like a public fight, nah. I honestly don't even feel like they fight. I feel like they separated. You think it's old man beef? Yeah, barely. Like I honestly don't feel like there's any beef here. I feel like he he was like, all right, you out of the group, and then he was just like, all right, I'll see you later, (laughs) and that's it. My mic is finagling. Uh oh. So I can tell you guys nobody care about the this um public enemy topic. Flav is cool. I got your back, bro. He can do another season of Flav. He could do anything. He's the most famous one of the group. I I don't know if I want to see another flavor of love. Only yeah, because it made us look crazy on on TV. It Low made key. Flav look crazy on right. TV. Yeah, but it was like a bunch of black women on there, and I was just like, damn, this how we looking? Hey, that's what they like to do. Oh, jeez, Louise. 
Facts. We, if that's we, what they got that out. I mean, we gotta cut that out. But Why? in retrospect, though, but in retrospect, that's what those shows do. Yeah, like that, look at like, The Bachelor. Yeah, look at any dating show. They sign up for it, so that's, that's what they want to do. So that's let facts, them do it. Like, you can't. You trying to say you want to control right women's bodies? No. Nah. <laughs> Wait, how, how did you get there? Like what? <laughs> nah, I meant more so like that show. Like I be I be looking at some some of the like clips on YouTube. I used to I used to watch them. I used to be like, damn, like. You look at the Bachelor and all that. Yeah, they fight and they have all the other stuff. But just the way, just seeing that on the screen, I was just like, I don't know, man. You remember Bad Girls Club? I never, I don't never watched it. Mm. Like, what was that? It was girls doing bad things. <laughs> That's it. Wait, wait, yeah, yeah. Tar, Tar's doing like the little. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was pretty messy. Did I yeah. Miss something? yeah, it's just. Uh... Is it black people? Is it black women? Oh, I seen that clip before. I seen that. Oh, okay, I thought I was like real world or some shit. Nah, bad girls club. I mean, at the end of the day, like, whatever. Do your show. You don't have to watch it if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I, I rock with Flavor Flav. Holding it down for the dark skins. I support it. Shout out to Nia DaCosta, the director of the 2020 Candyman. I know you guys spoke about this on mm-hmm. another podcast. Oh, yeah. So you guys, you know, we, we don't have to like go too deep into it, but are you guys going to watch? Are you guys going to, are you guys here for it? Are you guys excited about it? I'll check it out. Um, I was never big. No, well, I was never a big like Candyman fan. Yeah. With Tony Todd, what is it? Tony, Tony Todd. Todd yeah. yeah. Um, I like I like that actor. Tony Todd. But I was never like a horror guy, like a horror kid growing up, and I was never been a big fan of Candyman. But I like the fact that a lot more horror movies are becoming more black centric, and I think it's also taking place in Detroit, and so you have that feel of being in a neighborhood urban environment right with um and there's a lot of black leads in it and what is the dude from watchmen what else was he in waterman aquaman the guy from aquaman's in it (laughs) i thought he was joking no yeah i keep forgetting the name of that movie and i love that movie so waterman that don't even sound cool Waterman? Aquaman doesn't sound any better. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Aquaman doesn't sound any better. Aquaman? I don't even drink Aquafina. H2O, dude. Aquafina's trash, though. Aquafina, she's funny. No, I'm talking about oh, the, the, okay. the water. The don't water. talk about Aquafina like that. I don't know who Aquafina is. <laughs> you, you're talking about the girl. She's a rapper and a s- s- actress now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And director and writer. Yeah. Yeah, she's Asian girl. I'm a Googler. Yeah, anyway, Candyman. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm going to check it out. It looks, it looks good. Like, I enjoyed the trailer. I like the, it's very, I don't know if Jordan Peele has started this movement, but it's very, it feels very Jordan Peele. He's Even the executive producer. He is? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's like, say my name, say my name. I like name. how they're flipping these <laughs> <black> songs. <laughs> I like how they're flipping these black songs too. But they're flipping the songs, slowing them down, making them creepy, doing that. Wait, and then on Tyler's like mentioning that? just the sound effects, or the, the, the Jordan Peele sound effects are in there. Does the flip mess up the song for you guys? Are you guys no. Cool with oh, no, I like it. I like it because it reminds me of back in the day when they used to make remixes that were actually remixes, mm-hmm. where now a remix is, oh, let's throw Ariana Grande on it. Remix. No. Back in the day, it would be an actual remix, different instrumental. Mm-hmm. They change it up. It's like a brand new song. Now it's yeah. just like, let's take a song and add an extra artist on it. And then it's, so it gives me that same nostalgic feel. And then it's also just seeing my people and seeing something I can relate to in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm really liking that. Plus, and it's not my like name is a who's real horror song, anyways. Why? Like when you really think about the lyrics, and she's like, a little bit, yeah. She's like, "Yo, say my name." How would you like it room. if I came over with my click? Hold up, hold up, girl. Yeah. I'm just hanging out with my boy. I'd be like, "Yo, I got bad service." <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what's genius about it, bro. That's crazy. You say his name. 
And the song is there. But also, I always wondered about that song. Like, what? When you just really like, get if you, it, yeah, if you when really, you really get it, if you're cheating like, on someone and the person you're cheating with knows that you're cheating, I'd be like Beyonce. What now? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> she knows what this, the girl I'm with knows that what's up. True. I'm just gonna like Beyonce. Hold on, my girl. She just needs me to say her name. Hold on, hold on. Beyonce. No, but, but, <laughs> she, no, no, she come back to you and say, "Yo, say it different." It's just, it's, it's probably for the guys who slime. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so, <laughs> so help me out. Help me out. So the one, the guy who's like he's cheating on the girl, but the girl he's cheating with doesn't know doesn't that he's know. cheating. Right. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So she know her man. Exactly. Right. She knows. She knows. I, that's she when knows. you gotta hit it like that. Yo, you, yo, you, you gotta chill. Beyonce. Yo, hold up one second. <laughs> Let me go to the bathroom. That's, you hear? <laughs> That's what I would do. Go to the bathroom. Hold on, yo. Yo, B, yo, you gotta chill. Why does it sound like you outside? I'm in a meeting. Relax. Relax. I'm in a meeting at 11:30. Oh, man. You bust moves anytime. That is, she can tell what your Fitbits are doing. (laughs) See, that's why I turn my shit off on Snapchat. Oh my god. You're not tracking me. That shit. That's that Snapchat get people caught up. You you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, that little finder. Oh, I definitely turned mine into a ghost. Snacks, yeah. yeah. But I was talking, no, I saw on Twitter one time this girl was like, um, I have my Apple Watch synced up with my Fitbit or whatever with my boyfriends. And at like two o'clock in the morning, it was his heart rate was going crazy. He had a nightmare. Wait, wait, she, she has what hooked up to the <laughs> So it's like, he had a scary for like dream. People who exercise together, her Fitbit or her Apple Watch or whatever was synced up to her boyfriends. And she saw at two o'clock in the morning one night when he wasn't at home with her. He's doing his cardio. Heart, his heart rate was going <laughs> He's nuts. He's doing cardio, man. I mean, I'm just that's saying. That's when she should have called. Say, yo, say my name. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, but then he got a reason though, because if he's tired, it's like I'm running at two a.m. get my, my my late cardio on. <laughs> Who is this? Get out! I don't trust this. <laughs> Lou, Lou, if your girl if your girl's doing people, cardio at two a.m., what hey, do you think? No, 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 no. I'm with it. Get <laughs> cardio at two a.m. No, I don't know. I don't know. What's the that. problem? Because why 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 are we running together? No, you're right. <laughs> I'm supposed to be there. You can't be out at 2 a.m. I got to protect you in case something happens. <laughs> See? That's what I'm saying. I got to protect you in case something happens. It's right. 2 a.m. Now you speaking. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. But if, you know, if it's, if it's a guy, it's like, yo, you know, you can fend for yourself a little bit. Yeah. You can run out. I'm not yeah. saying women can't, but I'm saying- I was, I was on know, the screen. Women are targeted more. So. Yeah. Mm. Say my name. You know what I'm yeah, just say, say it. Say my name. <laughs> hey, yo, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm in the wrong neighborhood right now. I don't know what to do with that situation. Though. I'm in the wrong neighborhood. That's a good one, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can we not just start talking about how we're going to get out of cheating? <laughs> can we move on or talk about Candyman again? We're not talking about ourselves. I'm no, not no, giving no, anyone no. ideas. Oh, I heard Never it on Flax Dodger. I'm just going to say. Listen, but we Never, work with the man. people. But, right, Cheaters cool. are bad, bro. You do got to tie it back. Say my cheating name. is bad, but I don't know, man. This, which, this, if you get caught up with the say my name thing, just know there's ways to... <laughs> I don't, all right. How you feeling about Candy Man? Let's get back to the um, movie, 2020. Gubby's gonna look excited. Mm. No, it's not. A, it, it's first off, I'm not a huge horror person like Me that neither. too. Uh, but I do recognize like it's a, it's a kind of stylistic. It's not like your average horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it does come with that Jordan Peele kind of stamp Flavor. to it. Um. I don't know. It, it didn't really do a lot for me. Um, I did think visually it was appealing, and I, you know, but I, I don't, I don't see myself like run into the theater right. to watch this one, or like I did for um, Get Out, or like so you gonna wait for, for it to come um, out. Like one. us, I was, I was there. You were there. I, was there for that. I saw us. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I don't think I'm like chasing after the Jordan Peele 
movie. You wait till it come out on some uh, streaming I'm or something. I'm not saying that. I might just never watch it. Well, damn, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I thought you were gonna at least check it out. No, it's interesting it's, though. Like I, I think if I watch it, I watch it. And they do have like the original cast, like a couple of members, right? They have the Tony Todd, Tony Todd, yeah, the, the woman. Um, she's like in the, in the trailer, she was like, "Don't say that." Um, mm. I forgot her name. Yeah, I don't know her name. She, I think she was in the old one too. So it's like what twenty years later, and mm-hmm. she still looks good. She still looks the same. Oh, shout out to Black and crap. Getting, getting yeah. some money. I'm yeah. not a big horror guy, but I think I'm gonna still watch it only because I feel like Vanessa A. Williams. Vanessa Thanks Williams. for the name. I think mm. only because Jordan Peele makes those scary movies a little bit more like watchable for me at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not like just random. Shit. That's what I like shit. about this new wave of horror movies that are black centric is they have these elements that are so much deeper that you right. can like sift through and like find a meaning where you get a lot of horror movies nowadays where it's just a lot of torture porn. It's just killing. It's just blood, gory, where these movies are a little bit more psychological and they give you more to think about. And that's what I like about this new wave of it's becoming, I almost feel like it's becoming its own genre and people are trying to emulate it, but it's like having that black lead and that black culture in there is making these a little elevated above the other horror movies that we're used to. So do you think that's like a universal feeling and thing? Or do you think that's because like we're black, so we kind of get the, the elements of realism he puts into it? I think it's a little bit of both. It's having someone being able to tell that story that is of the same ethnicity and race as you. And then it's also just now just all these movies are coming out together and they're enjoyable and we're going to see them and they're very similar. And I think eventually we need to get, we should branch away from it because they're all going to start feeling the same, which I feel like we're starting to get to the point now, especially with Wait, this. All the horror movies? No, no, no. Just the movies? horror movies that are, that focus on, um, that are black centric. Gotcha. Um, you mad because Wait. all the black people made it to the end of the movie? No, I'm happy. Oh, okay. no, wait, but wait, but is it black centric or is it kind of just like just a film with black people? It's a little bit. I'm, I'm. It'd be interesting to see how Candyman does it. Okay. If they do uh, like embrace a cultural element of it, but I feel like it is black centric, but it's also focusing on issues within the black community, and I think that's what Jordan Peele has kind of been doing, and I kind of sense that. That's why there's a little bit more messaging in the movies, like with Get Out, with Us. And I'd like to see how Candyman does with this, and I'd be interested to see what Spiral does with it, especially with yes. having Chris Rock I, I, and uh, Samuel Jackson. Go watch that yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, you're a Chris Rock man, so I love Chris Rock. Yeah, got super excited. Why you mm-hmm. like Chris Rock so much? He's smart. Yeah. yeah. So you mean like the way his comedy is, or he's just smart yeah. as a person? He's he's smart overall. Like the things that he says, like <clears throat> it's a mixture of physical comedy, vocal comedy, the mm-hmm. way he speaks, and his opinions are intelligent. They're smart. It's not just like just goofy stuff like you can take it and go back and think about it and even if it's political he speaks about it and it's it doesn't offend anybody um and yeah yeah, he's just smart he's very intelligent i like him cool on to some more black excellence in film (coughs) are you guys familiar with um the gibbon sisters Mm. Mm -mm. so i I don't know how to say her name but latisse it might be latisha right or latidia right i don't know but she plays shuri in black panther Oh yes, oh, okay, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, so she's slated to um, play the the mysterious Gibson sisters in the Silent Twins film. So I'm gonna hmm. give you guys like a quick little summary because I I had to look it up too. I never heard of these sisters. Okay, so the Gibson sisters are made up of June Gibbons and Jennifer Gibsons Gibbons, and they're identical twil- twins who grew up in Wales. Like I think it's England. Yeah, it might be. Wales. Yeah, it might be. But Australia got one too. I'm not sure where they're from. But they're black, mm-hmm. and they were born in Wales. 
And um, they become known as the silent twins once because they only communicated yeah. with each other. So they didn't speak to anybody else. Yeah, and they I know the story. Mm-hmm. So like, it's, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So there have been cases of them being like, even though they were separated at different cells, they would go check on them and they'll be <clears> like stuck in the same pose, like without even, like nobody knows how it's happening. Mm-hmm. So they, they, went, they went on to do like a string of crimes, which landed them in like a mental institution. And they made a pact to never speak to anybody until one of them dies. And then eventually they agreed for one of them to take their own lives. Yeah. And the other one is like, she's out of the mental institution now and she talks to people. But um, I don't know, when you get the chance, look, in, look deeper into the story, it's pretty crazy. But I do think it's dope to see like Shuri go on to play other roles. Because I feel like, am I, I don't know Leticia. much about the film world. I'm Leticia, sorry, you're right. I don't know much about the film world, but I felt like she probably would have been typecasted after playing Shuri. Because she's like that was her first look, so I figured they would probably be like, oh, "You're gonna play this, and then Black Panther, and then mm-hmm. this lane." So it's good to see her play kind of like that horror, you know, thriller yeah. film. And I'm I'm interested to see how they're gonna make her play both roles because they're mm-hmm. twin sisters. Mm-hmm. So how does that happen in like the film world? As like, far as what, like the technicals? That yeah, the technicals of it? of it. Like, is it just green screen having both of them at the same time? Like, when she's playing, she'll stand here where her mark at a green screen, and then stand here again, or is it like? Mm, I, I think know. in these days, you actually probably don't even need to shoot it with green screen. Yeah. So how does it work? Like, uh, for the same person to play two different people in one scene. It's uh, a lot of. No, go ahead. They pretty much like reshoot it. Like if you think about, um, uh, even back to the Facebook movie, where that that one guy is oh, playing Army the, Hammer. The Army Hammer. He's playing the twins. Um, yeah, I mean, it, or they could have another actor there and then they could pretty much put your face on the other actor. There's a lot of CGI? different options. The yeah. Because yeah. uh, that's what like, they did with like um, deep, face, deep fake technology. That's what they did with the Army Hammer is they had another actor, similar build, similar shape, and they just digitally imposed his face on the character, mm-hmm. which was really interesting because for that one specifically, they had another actor kind of play and they had to go to a camp where they learned how to be twins. And they had to like so focus on each other's, actors. yeah, focus each other's mannerisms. They had to be able to copy each other and be able to do things without looking at each other. For this, I feel like it's a different situation. If she's going to be playing herself, which I feel like it might be easier for them to cast somebody else um, to have that and digitally impose a face, especially with how easy CGI is coming nowadays, minus certain companies getting close. But it's really good. I, I think they could easily pull it off with that, yeah. especially with this story, because I, from what I've done the research about the same story, is it they were very, like you were saying, they're very similar, almost mm-hmm. where it was just like identically doing the same things at the exact same time. Right. And so that'll be interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. And I think it might be easier to portray that with having someone physically there instead of her having to do it twice. Because then you could feed off of them or something. Right, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. There's a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Even recently um, with Marlon Wayans, who did um, the Quince movie, or the, the movie where he had to play... Quintuplets, I think? Some, something where he played like five different versions of pretty yeah. much himself. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. You know, and for him, they did go back and re-record. You yeah. know, ba- So he didn't... It wasn't six, five different people. No, nah, it was him each time, and then they just like framed it, mm-hmm. you know, so that there's enough space for him to come back and redo it and... All that stuff. So there's there's a lot of options. It just kind of depends on how much time, how much money mm-hmm. they have, um, all that kind of jazz. So I, I think it'll be interesting to check it out when it comes comes out. And I'm it's a good look for her, you know, because yeah. I think I'm not exactly sure how she would be typecast, almost because she's so kind of opposite of what Marvel characters are. You know, she's kind of like not necessarily 
like Captain Marvel or uh, in what way? Like, what do you mean? She's you a little like, bit more relatable. Like look wise, look wise, yeah. Okay. Like she's, she, you know, she, you wouldn't necessarily th- throw her into the position of superhero or mm-hmm. action hero okay. um, instantly. So I think for her, it's a it's a pivotal time in her in her career exactly. to choose where mm-hmm. she wants to go and what she wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie, you know, sounds like she's gonna be acting her butt off. So it might it might be it might be important, you know, to check this movie out and the next few that she does. Yeah. And I don't think she's been in Marvel enough to be typecasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, like Kelby was saying, it's a good opportunity for her to branch out if she wants to, because she can still do that now. Whereas, like a Chris Evans or a Robert Downey Jr., when they are in the heat of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. it was a lot harder for them to do other roles and to be seen as someone other than Captain America or Iron Man. Or, mm-hmm. like, I think um, Chadwick Boseman right now, he's still in the zone where he hasn't, he's, not necessarily Black Panther yet. Like I can see him and see Black Panther, but I also see the other movies he's been in. Yeah. So I think he's still in an early stage of his career where he can make that choice, make that decision, and not be put into that box. Right. I'm I'm not I'm not as familiar with that word as you guys are. So I thought it was like since Marvel is such a, like a big company, mm-hmm. and when they put out those movies, it's kind of like yo, it's so huge to where people only see you as that. Because even now, recently, I think last week, Chadwick Boseman was at a basketball game, and then they called him Black Panther. Yeah. So he's, yeah. you could tell on his face, he's like, yeah. Yeah, all right. We're going to Okay. So I thought it was like, people see you on this big platform one time, and they're like, oh, you're yeah. I think that, that could be that for the general public, but right. I mean, yeah. if you really think about it, um, what's the name of the girl who plays Black Widow? Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson was in like three or four other movies last year, mm-hmm. and she still gets that. You know, she still gets the opportunity to be everything but black. Yeah. Uh, black Widow. Black Widow. You know, so I think it, it, it just kind of depends, like, on what you do, you know, because even Robert Downey Jr., we see him as Iron Man, and then he can go off and do uh, Sherlock and mm-hmm. all these other things. And, and we, it, it only takes... You laugh at dude. Oh, man. <laughs> it only takes a, a few minutes for, for us to adjust while we're watching the movie and then eventually just be like, oh, this guy's good enough to mm-hmm. play whatever. So, True. like I said... It, yeah, it's always good to get a, a, a big look from something like Marvel, but I think it's similar to music. So, like, let's say you're making a song and then you get hit up by a huge artist, you know, to be on their song and they might overshadow you. You get that look, but what happens afterwards is right, what right. people are going to remember you See, for. When we tied to music, I automatically thought, like, Black, um, Black Boy JB. Exactly. I was like, damn, like, he had the Drake look coming out the gate. Yep. Then it's like, the pressure is so high. Yeah. So, we're like, where can you go from there? Exactly. So, so I think maybe... In, the, in a case like that, maybe he didn't necessarily strategize what he wanted to do afterwards mm. and then, you know, fumbled. But um, for her right now, this is an important moment because she could really become the next uh, um, um, my girl who was in 12 Years a Slave won, a, uh, won a, uh, an Oscar for her role. I'm trying to look it up. Oh, I don't know. Sorry, yeah, I know like, her. She has. We'll, uh, we'll come back and mention yeah, her. Yeah, but her something like that where she's and she's an incredible actress and she's now a part of the Star Wars movies. Mm. But you don't just say like, "Oh, she's Star Wars girl." You know, she's just a mm. great actress. Gotcha. You know? So great actress, great actress, pretty much overpowered. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. if you really have gotcha. that talent like that, like, hey, you know, some people might still come up to her and say, "Oh, you're the girl from Twelve Years a Slave." Yeah, but like, she's. Uh, Lupita? Lupita. Oh, yeah. it, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, my girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so yeah. mad I didn't know that. Yeah, she's oh. great. You know, I'm sorry, Lupita. I'm I sorry. even saw her in Nonstop and like almost didn't recognize her. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah. She, and she was in Black Panther, she too. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I think that uh, just to close the statement, I know you want to move on, but I think they benefited from having Wakanda and having the accents and having their characters. Um, whereas now when I see Chadwick Boseman, if he's not doing the accent, it's a different character. Yeah, so I think sure. they I think that. benefited from that. That's like when uh, Idris Elba. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. playing in America all, yep. all those years, and then we're like, "Yo, he's English." Then what? I saw Luther. I was like, "Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up." It was like when I heard Forrest Whitaker in Black Panther. I was like, "I'm never gonna see him as anything else, man." <laughs> yeah, we gotta cut his mic. Oh, no. <laughs> Clip it. Clip it. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Hold on, Forrest Whitaker. We respect you too, bro. He's chill. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. Forrest Whitaker yeah, is cool. Forrest, my boy. One of the one of the greats. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey guys, what you're listening to currently, this is a commercial promoting the Pete and Sebastian show. Pete and Sebastian show chronicles the life of Pete Corielli, comedian, writer, actor, and myself, Sebastian Maniscalco. And this is a no fly by night podcast. Someone didn't put us together and go, you guys should do a podcast. Disappointingly, now we're going to go back to whatever you were listening to before our commercial came on. Now I'm sorry that you have to go (laughs) and listen to a science podcast that the guy is talking. You can fall asleep listening to what he was saying. This is cutting edge comedy coming direct to you in your headphones. Thanks for listening to the Pete and Sebastian show. I know Kelby's gonna flourish on this topic right here. Oh boy. Meg the Stallion. I don't know if you guys are familiar with her um her case, mm-hmm. her contract. No. Her case, contract. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys like a little synopsis of it, right? Mm-hmm. So the alleged details coming from Pitchfork is that her recording contract was signed number one when she was 20. She's 25 now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um given that this isn't a started podcast, by the way, I don't want people to be like, yo, Meg the Stallion just came out, whatever. Mm-hmm. Her label owner is um Carl Crawford, Carl Crawford mm-hmm. former um, MLB star, mm-hmm. and he has ties with Jay Prince. Mm-hmm. Even in a in, even in a Pitchfork article, it was saying that um, Meg said that she's received threatening phone calls from both of them, both Carl and Jay Prince. Wait, what's wow. what's going on? Why? Yeah, yeah. Because, tell, because tell of the contract. The story. So, all right, basically, her contract it says she signed for ten thousand dollars. Basically, she signed she signed a three sixty deal, which means she gets a upfront fee and then the label gets a percentage of everything she does thereafter. So her likeness, whatever her likeness mm-hmm. is attached to, they get a percentage. So she got $10,000 with the 60-40 split between the label and um, she gets 40%. And basically they were saying that her label generated 17, 7 million and she was only like given 15. So which means it's definitely not her 40%. 15,000. 15,000, sorry about that. Okay. She was given 15,000 which means she definitely wasn't giving her 40% of the 7 million. Right. So, and um, also, her um, call call her um, is he like her manager? Or is he like the he label owns fifteen oh one. But he doesn't manage her. No, she's managed by Rock Nation. I think. She wait. She's trying uh, to be managed by Rock Nation. I believe she's or she currently, her? but it's a new it's a new deal. So the court allowed her to be managed by Rock Nation. That's another issue. I believe she went over to Rock Nation without speaking to Carl Crawford and her people at fifteen oh one. But it's signed a management deal and and then eventually was just like, Oh, I'm managed by Rock Nation. But wouldn't and they, they check like, that huh? though? Ex- they that's the that. thing. I think she went behind their back. So 
see, I mean, shit gets tricky. I think we should wait till it plays out. Yeah. But just to go back to it, um, Carl gets 30% of her touring income as well. Mm-hmm. So giving that to 360. And he also gets 30% of everything like that she makes residuals on, which is endorsements. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to get out of, out of that deal. How and long is the contract for? I'm not sure how long it's for. It didn't say in um, probably an, uh, There's probably an album. Vice is reporting an hour ago that Megan Thee Stallion is now free to release new music. Wow. And that's one thing she was trying to do too. Like they're stopping her. They're trying to stop her from releasing music. And she just basically won that court case that says she gets to release music. Um, as far as how like what goes on later, we have to wait out and see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. But you know, the internet is basically like there. It's split. There's some people who are going, yo, she's being robbed. She was only 20 years old when she signed a contract. She's 25 now. X, Y, Z. So like, how do you guys? I know Kelby's like definitely got like a definite like position on it. But this goes back to the business thing. Kind of give me like the the feeling of Mason Diddy again. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this is kind of different. Yes. But what's your opinion on this? Like, should she get out of the contract or does she have to fulfill these obligations? I want to hear Todd first. So this ties into what I said before. There, there, this, the music industry is a business, mm-hmm. and you become an asset. You become a product. There's not enough education that's been taught to these people before they're signing these contracts, and it's. Here's the deal. You're about to become a star. Sign this. And you're not reading the fine print. You're not getting lawyers involved. You're not getting agents involved. You're kind of starstricken by the fact that these people are approaching you and you're about to become famous sort of thing. And so you're making these decisions. You so on the one hand, you should you need to honor your contract, whether or not that's that's what happened and you're getting shorthanded or short changed in the deal. But I don't know the specifics of like what you're saying. It doesn't sound like they're abiding by the contract themselves and they're not following what is on paper and what's in the fine print. Unless there's more in the fine print that says, oh, we can, we can still do this, which, again, this ties into being able to educate them properly before they're signing these contracts. But if they're doing her dirty and they're doing her wrong, she has every right to go behind their back and play the same game that they're playing right now. But Would that, would that stand in court, though? Like being like, OK, yeah, they're doing you dirty. But you went behind their back and signed this contract. That's something that would. I don't think so. All right. Based off of how we got this information, it's Meg the Stallion saying, "Yo, look, I'm 25 now, and when I was 20, I didn't know no better. They gave me a contract, and I just signed it. I didn't even read it really. I don't know what it said. I just signed it. She said that. Yeah, go go look at her live. So she said that. And she said, I don't know. I just signed it. And I was 20. I was 20 at the time. So now I'm 25 and I went to go get managed by Rock Nation. And they were like, did you know about this being in your contract? And I said, no, I did not. So I thought we were all family and all good and friends. And so I went back to 1501 and I just asked them to renegotiate the contract. Oh, woo, woo, woo. oh man. I, I think it's a smart move by her. Huh? I think it's a smart move by her. I'm not saying it's right, but she knows she has hardcore fans. And if she paints it as like, yo, I was 20, I'm 25 now, I just want to do this, and they're holding me back, what is, they know she's going to ride for it. What, what, gonna what ride does for you being 20 have to do with anything? I mean, you looking have, at the internet, though, people do say that's underage. Like, you can't even buy a drink. Underage. You can't even buy a drink legally. Lewis. I'm, not, I'm just saying, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm just saying, you can't even buy a drink legally. What does that have to do with anything? How can you make a decision that's going to abide you to a contract like at 18? She's not... Lewis, I mean, at 20. This is, she's getting into a contract. Right. A business contract. Right. She's but, not buying a drink. But you you, you do also got to like... She could have... If, if I was a lawyer, I would just be like, yo, she was 20 years old. And 
even in the pitchfork, pitchfork article, she was saying that like predatory, like not predatory, but like not oh not sexual, gosh. not sexual, but like kind of being like, yo, she's not aware. She's only twenty years old. I can take advantage of her by making her feel when like family. When does that end? But wait, but by making her feel like family. So maybe that's what the card they could play. Like, yo, she's only twenty. She's embraced by these people. They keep saying family. They're doing this X, Y, and Z. So she trusted them. Who so knows? all twenty year all twenty year olds are dumb. And they can't think for themselves, and Facts. they can't, and they can't, <laughs> and they can't think. Maybe I should get a lawyer when it comes down to my career. If you're twenty, but I don't not, think you're thinking of that at twenty. Though. I'm not you're thinking 20? about that when I'm no. twenty. You just, I, the, you just want to make music. You're it's different, it. Kelby. You're, 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 oh everybody's my gosh! Different. When does but that the end? Play? So she's twenty five now. So 25. the next, the next contract she signs, yeah. well. She was only twenty five. No, no, no. Well, she she couldn't. Twenty five is different from twenty. Yeah. What are these people? Well, that makes no sense at all. She's well, getting into a business contract with a business, somebody who's investing in her. Right. I don't feel bad for you whatsoever. If no. you didn't read the contract, the contract has words on you for you to read it. Why don't you go give it to somebody to read it for you? I don't what? feel bad for you. You're 18 well, and damn. over. Period. But you look, went to school to learn how to read. If you want to get into no, boy, business boy, boy, with boy, big boys, boy. get a lawyer. In all fairness, though, the contracts are not in lamest terms, though. Them get a lawyer. Like, they're all in like... But all, in all fairness, also, are you old enough to make a decision to go to college and start getting student loans? Yeah. I, but, that, but that's crazy, though. 18 you're years old? You're not old enough. You're, you can't... That's your opinion. You just got out of high school. Hmm. And, and schools... <laughs> <laughs> and, but look, but look. And that's schools, sad. And schools and like most people life circumstances did not teach you about these crazy interest rates that's going to be on your college loan. Nor did they teach you about the music industry. Yeah, so I don't know, man. So you're oh. saying, you're saying that the guy who made his advocate. money, I'm playing devil's advocate, who made his money, and said, "I'm going to start this business," mm -hmm. found this entity named Meg Thee Stallion, and said, "I'm about to invest into her." I see Tyler over there doing all it is, but to him, it's all just, oh, well, there are people and just like, we're <laughs> No, no, no. It's more than that. I don't want to hear this. All right, Tyler, hold on. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Yes. I, 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 I agree with Todd. What's, what did Todd say? I mean, it is predatory. I mean, uh, to, at, at that age, your brain isn't even fully functioning at, until you're 25. That's kind of true, though. I mean, Kelby, Kelby loves to refuse How? the idea that that oh people are humans gosh. and that money that money affects us in different if, ways. If, if, but at eight, at twenty years old, when you don't have the money for a lawyer and you're being offered a huge sum of oh, money, please. you're gonna do what the you're gonna do what the people you trust because she did trust these people. That she says that true. you're gonna do what they say because you think they have your best interest at heart. And you may understand at age twenty, Kelby, because you understand more than most people, I assume. And you would have gotten a lawyer, but she didn't have that thought. You can't judge. You can't say that she's completely wrong for now understanding that she was she was wronged. That's my only opinion. I'm Here's sorry. the thing that I think is real nasty. Okay, she's 25 now. Right. Would you guys agree that at 25 she can make a choice? Yeah, 25. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. So she goes to Rock Nation and they say, "Hey, did you know that such and such was in your contract?" And she goes. Oh no, I did not. Let me just go renegotiate it. Boo hoo hoo. Okay, that Wait, sounds. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. It's that that sounds, simple, right? That sounds like she was doing what she needed to do when she realized that when right. she was told yeah, well, that like, something was wrong in her contract, she understand. didn't immediately go, "Oh, they fucked me over. I'm dropping them. I'm coming to you." She goes, 
I'm being wronged. Let's renegotiate so I can stay with who started me, who gave me my break. Here's here's what I I think is real interesting based off of what she said. I think from 20 to 25, she just realized like, okay, oh, this is a bigger game than just rapping. Mm -hmm. There's my life that's involved. There's a whole... Yeah. And that's that's tied into it too. I'm sure she had been in the music industry since she was 15. Mm -hmm. She could have made a better decision. And her mother... You guys are forgetting this. Her mother has been in the industry and was guiding her from the time when she was younger than 15 her mother her mother was a rapper her mother was in the game so you're telling me that she has zero she has zero knowledge of anything okay hold on i didn't i didn't know all that okay here's the thing here's the thing we can feel bad for people all the time but at the end of the day when you jump into business with somebody it's business. It's not about, oh, you're 20 and I feel bad for you. Yo, you got a contract. Read it. Period. Well, Read it. And then also for her to say, for her to say, well, they say they made me. I was make the stallion before that. I was already doing my freestyles and blah, blah, blah. Well, then here's a thought for you, Meg. No, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't. Hey, you weren't on, on. Meg the Stallion that we this, all know. No, you weren't. I got, I got love for Meg, so. I like you too, but uh, the statement is nuts. I was Meg before. No, you weren't. Somebody invested in you, and then they created the brand. I don't think of, they created They just put it on a platform to be sure, seen. Fine. They, didn't create they, the they created the profitable brand of no, 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 Meg no, the Stallion. Profitable business. Brand is, I don't think they created her brand. I don't know. Because I feel like the hot girl summer, that's part of her brand. I feel like she created that. All right. The whatever girl fall, she created. I feel like they just There's put it on a pedestal. There's a thin line, though. Between what? Between who created what. Because but, if she didn't have that platform, would it be created? Probably later. We, we don't know that. It's, it's, Maybe. I don't think it's fair to be like, you would have never popped if never. I didn't I think say it was that. Just, no, I'm not saying you said it. But I'm saying like, by that, it leads people to think like, yo, if they didn't come, you would never happen. I think they were just like, yo, we got money. We're going to put money to, to put you in front of people. Just do you. I, I feel like they don't have any part of the creative process. So how can you say you created a brand if you have no fingerprint in the fingerprint and in like, in like the, the building of it creatively? If you just threw money, that's not building it. Anybody could anybody with money could just be like, here's 100,000, here's 200,000, go do this. I feel like there's there's other there's other ways. Like I don't know how instrumental they were. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he also paid for her to have a certain team around her, mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, and they're thinking. Oh, that anybody could just do that. Mm-hmm. What, like what do you mean? Anybody could just have a certain team around team no, around no, them like, and but, just get some money and no, invest no. into the business and make it profitable. It's, it's different between a good team though. Like if they're the ones creating things like the slogan "Hot Girl Summer" and mm-hmm. turning that into "Cold Girl Fall," whatever it is, all that is like you could have a team, but like if they're not creatively like tapped in enough to make like. Like the consumers of pop culture adopt and buy into it, I think that's different. So if the label didn't provide that for her, like if it was her and her people who came up and like they're doing all the creative stuff, that's not really building the brand. You just do money. Like any anybody who no, have money it. could do that. No, that's it. Yeah. I feel like anybody who have money, you could just create a platform. That's the reason why it's like, for example, when you, when you want to shoot movies, mm-hmm. like you go find investors to mm-hmm. give you money. Mm-hmm. You're the one shooting a movie. You're the one writing it. You're the one doing all these other things. It's a they just gave you money. It's a partnership. It's a they partnership for sure. Just, they didn't just give me money. That's an instrumental part of creating something. 
You can't Explain. do it for free. You can't mm-hmm. do it for free. As creative right. as you are, you'll need tools to make your art. So, like, when you said they didn't just give you money, like, what do you, like, what did they it's do? It's not just. The word just is saying that it's just such a minor thing, like, whatever. No, it's they not a minor thing at all. Dollars. No, whatever. But, that's the, the, but thing. the reason why but, I say just is because money is abundant. Like, not, not to say, oh, like, well, not, well, not, well, not to say everybody <laughs> has it. No, but I'm not. Shoot. If money I'm not saying the money to make a movie. Yeah, I need mean, three mil. That's all I need. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, for example, even you said it. People move out here to LA yeah. for a reason. There's money out here to be made. There's there so much money being circulated. Sure. There's people who don't even know what to do with money. Like, they know taxes is coming up and they're like, oh shit, I gotta spend this hundred thousand. I'm gonna go get a Ferrari. That's what I mean by it's abundant. Like, sure. there's people who you can go find and invest in and be like, yo, if you struck that relationship where you haven't believed in you, mm-hmm. you can get a hundred K. You can get X, Y, and Z. That's okay. why I say it's just money. Not to say that, like, yo, they didn't do anything. It's just more so like, okay, if you have like money for me and you say like no to me. I can go to somebody else with money because there's a lot of people with money. That's what I meant by like it's just money. That's like, such a that's an it. oversimplification of the entire process. It, it, to say that just means that like anybody could just get whatever they want. Like, like what do you mean? Anybody like Todd? How many times have you pitched a project? Well, I'm not saying anybody can get count. whatever they want though. I'm trying to, like that's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is it's not just. Money, especially to break Meg the Stallion, who you know, like it costs more to break a female artist than it does a male, right? You know, because to build their brand comes with you know, hair, makeup, you know, the, the fashion, come everything kind of comes into play with it. So it's not just my investment, it's it's a huge part of what created you. So to me, I just felt like she was kind of just using her status as a influencer or whatever. Um, somebody with a following, you know, to just say, this is my side of the story. I was only 20. I mean, what's you the know? problem? Though? That's smart. That's a yeah, smart way to do it. Yeah, good like, for you. But The court of public opinion is going to, they're going to shit on him. Right on. But that contract is still there. The one that you didn't read and you didn't know what was in it and you signed it. That's why I say, like, she, the contract needs to be honored. Like, you can't leave. You can't go anywhere. That contract was still signed, whether or not you understood it. The fact that she did ask to renegotiate it, I think, was a power move on her part. But you did a contract still needs to be honored. It's still going to be valid. I honestly don't think it's a bad contract, to be honest. Me neither. The numbers were that crazy. it's a great contract. Yeah. So, like, but with that, um, I forgot I was about to ask, though. I'm going to just skip this one. There was some kind of point I was going to make. Like, was it intentional? Because it was something off what Kelby said before. Like, do you think it was strategic to be like, yo, I'm going to just... Because you, you said her mom was signed. Her mom was in the game already as it yeah, is. Yeah, her mom was So you a feel rapper. like there was some prior knowledge to like what goes on and how to handle some. business. Yeah, her So mom do you was feel like it was kind of like a long game to be like, yo, you're in 20. They, they use them right now for the leverage. And when you get on top here, you maneuver this way, guy, this contract. Here's the funny thing with artists, because to them, money is just nothing. They go to these labels or in any other case, they go to an investor And then they say, yo, when you walk in the room, you have no leverage. Nobody knows who you are. You just have creative assets. You're just like, hey, look, if you invest in me, I can flip this around and make it whatever. Now, it's not guaranteed because there's for every one successful artist, Mm -hmm. there's 3,000 that are trying to get halfway to where you want to be. So there's a certain sense of uh, your creativity, a sprinkle of luck, and just blah. Right. And then it just so happens because Carl Crawford is on Instagram every day promoting other artists, female artists that rap the same as Meg Thee Stallion. And none of them, none of them are popping off. Right? They rap the same as her, though. 
That's what I'm saying. Already it's got a similar. There, it's a, it's a, you know that they got the similar Houston flow type thing. It's similar. Okay. So what I'm saying is, for them, when you walk into the room and you have zero leverage, nobody knows anything about your work. You're coming in there begging for someone to invest in you, right. and then when it happens and it actually works. You're so quick. Everyone is so quick to just say, I forget you, man. All you did was give me money. I say, but when you got the deal originally, that was everything to you. Mm -hmm. That was everything to you. It allowed you to do what you needed to do. So, but I think people have such a small respect for the business side of things because to them, it's about the art. It's about the art. You just gave me money. That's nothing. But that's somebody else's time that they spent. However it is that they got that money, it meant something to them. And because they believed in you and they gave it to you at a point where you didn't have anything, when you have more, you're just blah, ungrateful. Here you go. Blah. Give me, get me out of this contract. But when you signed it, it was everything. That's the thing that I just think like this. Ugh. I mean, that's very valid, but you don't think it's just her growing from 20 to 25 and going like, yo, there's a, actually a lot bigger of the pie that I was not explained. And I'm not being ungrateful because like Tosh said, she did go back to renegotiate. It's not like she was just like, yo, fuck them. Just go into a heavy legal battle. Mm -hmm. She went to them like, yo, can we work something out? I don't know what the details was of the re like the renegotiation, but like- mm -hmm. Yeah, they said that they weren't they weren't down to renegotiate. I mean, of course, because like if you're getting 30, like 60% of her royalties and you're getting 30% of every show she does, you don't want to renegotiate. But at the same time, it's like maybe like what if, she, I don't know the details, but what if she was like, yo, can you go from 30 to 15 on here? And when you go here, just do this. Like in I mean, that case, but because... it's also like going up to your boss and asking for a raise or asking for a change. You can you can ask, you can do it. That's right. great. That's wonderful. But you, there's no guarantee you're going to get that. Facts. And it's fine. Like, so and if you even that. don't get it, deal with the contract that you already have in place right. and get out of it. Now she's knowledgeable. Now she knows she needs to finish that contract, and she can do what she needs to do. Facts. But it's like again, it's a business. Like it, it is it's still, business. and you're Facts. honored. You're tied to that. Fast. I think hopefully, like if we do have younger viewers, hopefully they do take heed to that. Like just take this. it to a lawyer that's not connected to their business. Right. Of course, that's so. True. If you go to a label or if you go to a production house or whatever, because her deal with Carl Crawford is a production deal, which to me is even wilder because he was directly paying for everything. So funding her, funding her, the hair, the makeup, the clothes, the studio sessions, the collabs with every. He funded but you got everything. Remember, they made seven mil. She only got fifteen thousand. So he got that, that money in that back. Case, yeah, I, in I that he case, spent seven I don't, mil. I don't know that. I to me that sounds wild. Like that sounds wild. Fifteen grand out Off of seven. seven mil? That sounds insane. Yeah, that's some like with that. to in that case. Yes, like go to a lawyer and. Do something about that because we've seen this in the past with um, what's the group that after the whole career was done they got fifty grand. Uh, Which one? The the Is girl it group. group. Oh, um, yeah, um, not Fifth Harmony. Uh, um, that weekend oh. around the time of uh, of Aaliyah. TLC. T I think it was TLC. Mm. At the end of their career, they got fifty grand. To me, that's like that's mind. Yeah, it was TLC. Right? Yeah. Because even if like even if the label took most of your let's call it streaming money because that's where we're on we are now but like their sales money or something like that you need to renegotiate you need to negotiate that when you go out and do those tours like that percentage needs to come back a large percentage right. needs to come back to you the artist because that's where you put your work in you're going out there and performing mm -hmm. and you know making your money in that case and I understand you know on the record label side when they funded everything they're selling records so they get most of that money I get it but to say that she got 15 grand 
that sounds wild for several reasons. Because to say that she got 15 grand out of 7 million, and then for her to go to Rock Nation just kind of airheaded about it, and then they have to tell her, don't you think she looked at her bank account and said, yo, I'm popping, I have like three hit songs, I only have $15,000. That makes no sense. Like, it doesn't add up for someone else to be like, oh, you didn't notice? Like, that makes no sense. A uh, clarifying question sure. here. When, when she signed uh, with them, do, was she given an overhead? Like, was she given a certain amount of money up front? 10000 Okay, so she was given 10000 So total right now, it's looking like she made twenty five grand total from this over entire, five years over period. five over that sounds that, nuts one yeah. that sounds like a lie that sounds nuts a, as well, much as i'm behind the artist and making that just sounds like a lie yeah. especially Pitch, because i'm Pitch sure she didn't give those money. details or like uh, uh, like too, too much details into that it just said like she made she signed for ten thousand got said she got fifteen thousand we don't know where else the money came from like that sounds nuts especially every everybody they, they should know that when you budget, get an advance when you get your your advance, that ten grand, it's a loan. It's not it's not a real right, amount. It's right. a loan. So you do have to recoup on your yes. deal. So I would imagine that typically they tell you you can sign for these lower amounts because you have you way faster. less, you recoup faster and then you make a larger percentage on the on the back on the back end. So to me it's like to say that you sign for such a small amount and then you definitely, yeah, that makes no sense. So, so you also said that it was a production deal, like so he was yeah. paying for everything up front before she made any money on Co- top of Correct. It. Do you think there's any chance he could have spent anywhere near um uh six forty percent of five million? Seven million. Seven million. I'm sorry, seven million. That and and because she said that that's what her her amount would be, forty percent of that seven million, correct? Yeah. Uh well, I you said forty percent of the tours. No, no, forty percent of like Publishing like so, music oh, oh, off oh. of money. Shoot, and and that was generated from from the, the seven million is off of her music, the streaming and shit. So I wouldn't be surprised if he spent, I don't know, like two million. Yeah, I, but, I don't know, but, but this is what I was gonna ask you too, though. So mm-hmm. like in the case, I mean, br- briefly to go, um, just to get off of this one, could um, it's connected to what Tyler just asked you. What do you think, like, if he made the money? Like she fulfilled the duties in terms of like making him his money back because he invested in her X, mm-hmm, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. He made her back. He made him back his money two times over. Mm-hmm. Is that still a bad split? Is that still a negative? Because at that case, it's just at that point, it's just more like, All right, I can make more money off of you so you're staying here. As opposed to like, you only put up one or one, two mil, you brought seven back, fuck it, like, go do your thing. If we're family. Because he made his money back. It's not like she's, she's leaving him high and dry. Well, that's not how business works. I mean, but now, at what point is it greed and then, is it, what point is it it's like? It's never, it's... I know that's not how business contract. works. contract. Fact, yeah, yeah like sure. uh, who wants who wants I'm just to say devil's accurate just to talk like who I know wants to say like I spent two million, I got five back, and all right, we're family, go off and go to Rock Nation. That doesn't even make any sense because he only invested in her so he can make as much as possible off think, of his investment. I think, I think he can still renegotiate to make as much as possible mm-hmm. after his investment. Do you do you think it sends a bad a bad signal to other artists that he may not be the person to work for, even if even if it turns out she's lying about some things, mm-hmm. that the renegotiating thing, something that you should be striving to do constantly in any industry, really, mm-hmm. is making sure you're getting the best deal for both, pe- both people, mm-hmm. that he's unwilling in any way to renegotiate that at all. Do you think that sends a bad signal as a businessman? I think the bad signal comes from her flat out saying, I didn't read the contract. I don't know what was in it. And, right. to, and to me, it's like, I think it's fine. Every contract is made to be renegotiated. But when you come back in that in that vein of like, hey, 
these guys at Rock Nation who I didn't tell you about told me, you know, like, I don't know if you know, but when she makes a song, Carl Crawford or the executives at 1501 have to sign off every single song that goes out. They have to sign off. So she does have to inform them that she's going to get a different manager or something like that because that deals with their investment, their business. So from what it seems, I just see it as she did something shady and then found out something that maybe she didn't even agree with, but she just didn't like. And because clearly everything has been going pretty good so far until somebody else say, yo, you might want to look at this and... All of a sudden, I need to renegotiate right now. But maybe the terms, they didn't even come to the terms of what the contract was. So the timing may just be like, you know. I feel like it could be strategic too, though. Because somebody did pull up on her old tweets from 2019. And they like, something about her contract. And she was like, yo, I know I'm good. I I look, my, my paperwork is good. It's clean. I'll have nothing to worry about. That's because everything like, everything is all good when it, when yeah, everything is all good. I feel like it could be that or it could just be strategic to be like, yo, I know I did this being the X, Y, and Z, but I can get out of this by doing this, 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 Y, and Z. Because she's, she's she's even saying that she feels that that side leaked her mugshot, which was to like kind of defame her. So I feel like this Who, probably- uh, made 15 one Yeah, she's saying okay. like they put it out. So I feel like this is something low-key that's been going on behind the scenes for so long. Mm-hmm. And then she has like the leverage on social media to be like, you know what? I'm going to have um, the public outcry. Have you guys like, you know, look bad here and then like go to court and just have the court of public opinion sway my way. I feel like it's strategic. I don't feel like she's like, oh, she's playing that role. But I feel like she's, it's all a team that's like, man, get out of that 360. You can Mm -hmm. level up and do more because now you own X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I mean, that goes back to like being an artist. Somebody's invested in you. Now you blew up and then you just been like, cool, bye. You know, like I, I did what I did what I needed to do so long. Like, forget you, you know, and I don't know. But to I agree me, with y'all, though. Yeah, she, I don't know. Fulfill the contract, like, you know, get it over with. I mean, you did sign it, so. I mean, let's just see how this shit play out. So let's slide over to, like, a little petty time, which is Kelby's natural state. What happened, Tyler? <laughs> I just feel like that that could have been the intro to petty time. <laughs> oh, no, no, it was. It was, but that's why I put it last. That's why I put it last, but I feel like I should have put, you know, I'll talk about it after. But anyways, you guys seen an open meme with her falling? It's not a meme, but she was like on Say stage talking. What? I talk pretty fast. Did you guys see? I'm gonna try to talk slower, like Kelby. Did you guys see Oprah falling down on stage as she was talking? Oh, I didn't see it, but I saw on Instagram that she like fell. You didn't see the video? I didn't no. see the video. What? How do y'all not see this? Yeah. I mean, well, what about it? You're the one who didn't know what Love Is Blind was. Old people I'm, fall. Wait, that's different. <laughs> love is blind. Love is blind is different. I really don't know. I feel attacked. Hold on. But um, all right. This is like an edited version. But like somebody oh, edited somebody Kobe made it to a song. Nah, somebody edited Kobe like crossing her up, and she falling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I brought up it's pay time is because you know, Fifty Cent was the biggest person to like make the joke, but he was like, um, Michael Jackson tripped her on his Instagram. <laughs> so like, I thought you guys saw it to so be like, yo, you know, just to be petty. <laughs> and people put Kobe and Michael because you know, like the whole documentaries, like Oprah and Gail are doing those documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> you, I surprised you didn't see it. I didn't see it. Yeah, I just saw it, like she said, "Oh, I tripped," and that was it. And oh, her nah, leg nah. was up. Like at first, the original video was funny, but then like oh, whoever put Kobe like how did she like even that? fall like that? Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you trip. Nah, she, Michelle she fell off the <laughs> fell off the stage once. Michelle, a Destiny's nah, Child. Oh, that I do respect Oprah for it though, because immediately after she fell, she was like wrong shoes. So like she kind of had a sense of humor about it. My gosh. So like, no, that's, that's what's up. She was tripping. She handled it pretty well. And no, she was tripping. <laughs> oh, this man's quick. He's quick with it. He's quick with it. 
Yeah, she was tripping low key. And um, she finished the rest of it with sneakers on. Okay, so, you know, I she see you, girl. Shoes. She the shoes. Oh, she ain't having the nice again. Wow, shoes. this was all so, just a sly Yeezy uh, <laughs> advertisement. Damn, <laughs> you think cool. she will work with Yeezy? Uh, I don't think. I can't see Oprah and Yeezys. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it looks like she's diving into the pool. And of course, my man 50 Cent got to be fun. <laughs> I wanted, just like with 50, I'm wondering like, is he, does he have a vendetta against or is it just him being funny? No. Like, being 50, he, he, being he just, yeah, he's like a, a troll. Like yeah. he just loves. He did say he can't hope, he can't hate Oprah. No, Because his can't. mom loves her. Yeah. Nah. I mean, he even, he even posts memes in the Tory. And, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know, like he 50's that just like, he's just mean. He's not mean. I he's like just, it. A different sense of humor. Yeah, he, I mean, I think you got to be really like forgiving of Fifty Cent. No, you know, but that's that's funny. Are you guys aware of like the picture? I mean, do you guys follow the Kardashians at all? No, I mean, I don't follow, but somehow they just always end up on my feed somehow. Mm-mm. But yeah, apparently, I go through great lengths to avoid the Kardashians. Yeah. It's hard to. No. <laughs> How? How is it not hard to? Like, I, I don't go look for it, and it just pops up. No. No. Yeah, it popped up. My search algorithm know. knows. Yeah. <laughs> My FBI agent knows. Damn. So let's, let's keep the don't Kardashians. The that FBI deep? always knows what you're posting. <laughs> they don't even give you a like. <laughs> How do you know? They probably do give you a like. You they do. For Maybe real. hit me up. They yo. got the burner account. That was funny. They got burner account. Get a text message from unknown. That was funny. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Yo, you, I like funny. you didn't post today. What happened? You okay? You okay? You okay, bro? Good, my guy. I'm looking at you through the webcam. And you're eating ice cream. <laughs> Why are you eating ice cream in bed, bro? <laughs> Good eye, cool. Yo, chill, Michael. <laughs> Who's Michael? About the trip, the Oprah FBI guy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you got to give him a name. Your name was Michael. Yeah, Mike. Mike? No, Mike. Just Mike. Mike seems too regular. Like, yeah, I mean, mm. they're typically regular dudes. I feel like my person probably be Russian or something. Mm. Damn, you yeah. telling a lot right now. I feel I don't know, but I feel like the FBI agent is like Russian. Yeah, the it's FBI just, is pretty much Russian now. You never know. But, you know, everybody's in cahoots. True. You never know. Sure. Whoever it is that tripped uh, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> we okay, so it was Snoop Dogg. With, with the, <laughs> the, it was the energy. Of, nah, I'm not gonna say. It. But anyways, uh, cultural appropriation is what made me this. What made me think about this, and that's why I brought up the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know, Kim just dropped a picture with the braids, and people are she saying. Did? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's new. I don't follow them like that, but this is basically the picture. Mm-hmm. She got the braids, and mm-hmm. everybody's kind of like, yo, she's still in the Brandy look, because Brandy did it way before. Mm-hmm. That boy's mine. But if you peep, I didn't even know about this. Apparently, the, like Kim Kardashian, quote unquote, embezzled 120K from Brandy, and oh. she was dating Ray J. Oh. I didn't know about this. Oh. I thought y'all knew about this. No. Well, it's just money. No, no, no. That's not. There's a difference between stealing. That's the difference between stealing. That's the difference between stealing. But if I'm being serious, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> They're rich as shit. Take that money. Are, I, I, hey man, I don't know. Stealing no, don't stealing. take it from Brandy. Yeah, she, yeah, come on, man. She, she, no, I'm saying take it back from the from the Kardashians. Oh, okay. Fuck. Don't let them take yeah, it. From Brandy me. needs that money back. But yeah. this is a while back. The most of rebooting come out. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Ray J made uh, Kim Kardashian. He should be able to take anything he wants. Ray J really needs his money right now. Tyler, I'm gonna give you, you, you gotta clear that up, bro. You can't you can't end it like that. I just mean he should be able to take any asset that Kim Kardashian owns because he created that entire brand. He created that ass. Is ass. A Puma an asset? Is a what? That's Kim Kardashian's assets. You gotta rephrase that again, bro. Facts. And I heard it wasn't all that great. All right, man. So um I listen, <laughs> if, if if people can sell the smell of it, it's an asset. <clears throat> Everything right. about you is an asset. That's why the mind is so a terrible thing. I, to waste. I, I with, with don't cultural, like Kim Kardashian. She is culturally appropriating 
And topic of cultural appropriation. I don't like it. What is like? So how is she cultural appropriate? The only reason I'm asking, I know this, but the internet is always split on it when it comes out. How is she? How is she culturally appropriating? You want to take this one? No, <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say. I, I feel like you guys have opposing views, low key. Can I? Can I take a guess? Go ahead. I just <clears throat> the idea. The idea behind it always makes you think: Are they profiting from it? And Kim Kardashian, one hundred percent, is profiting from this. The idea that she could take a look that is one hundred percent not hers, and even have something deeper behind it, and then use it to like post fit, post photos and and gain more clout because she used it. That's that's appropriation. That's like benefiting from something you should not be able to benefit from, especially if you're using it in that way. But that's just my opinion. I feel like a lot of what she does does that, and I think because there's more behind it then it makes it even more so to me personally where it's taking the culture and kind of trying to assume it making your skin darker getting having braids having a big booty all of this dating in within the black community and kind of infiltrating Ooh, in there she was reggie bush and was like the nba player it's tough to get away from i mean i don't know i just i'm again i don't follow the kardashians and i just have a negative stigma in my head so you're about saying them. she's also appropriated black men i yeah damn all right Kelby, i feel like you have an opposing view <sighs> i don't know because i'm not a black woman I mm-hmm. feel no, like. What about the topic of appropriation itself? Well, the thing is, is, to me, like, there's a few things that I don't understand. So it's it's hard for me to make a real informed uh, statement because I don't get it. You know, I to me, if you got hair, you could braid it, but at the same time, she, you know, calling it box braids or boxer braids or whatever, and she didn't know the. The, the urban termino- terminology for it. I don't know. Like, I guess so. I, feel I, like- I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. Like, to me, it's like, like if it, you got hair, you a very, it. It's you a know? very thin line. Yeah, I don't but know. But I then think at it's the within same time, the context. and then saying like big booties, like, Black girls ain't the only ones with big booties. Like we're not the yeah. only people built thick. So I, I, it's but like, I think it's in combination. I get it. You know. But then the skin darkening. Okay. Like all right. You probably shouldn't be darkening your skin and what now, I don't know. I, feel like, like, I can't make an informed. I mean, it's thing, that, but I think it's know? more so the idea of like the deeper the other side of it is people saying, yo, when we rock these looks or these things, it's negative. For example, like they New York Rocking just passed a law. Braids and butts? No, no, I'm talking about braids. <laughs> well, braids like, and butts. But well, we're talking about like in the topic of like braids, for example, like yeah, New York yeah. just passed a law for black women to actually wear natural hair. Like you yeah, can wear yeah. a fro, you can wear hair in braids. Because yeah. it wasn't professional. Sure. But the Kardashians could do it. Then it's like giving a whole new like Peace fuzzy look. I forgot what. But that's kind of a I little bit different because she can't rock a fro. No, but I mean, she did in that that thing. Oh, she that, did. Like what, what magazine was, was she it? on? I want to say it was the one where she was uh, portraying Aretha Franklin. She was laying oh, down. She yeah, was? Okay. she froed her hair up. But most of the braids part, because a lot of black women they say, "Yo, I can't even go to work with braids or cornrows." Not even cornrows because that's has a negative connotation, I guess. But mm. they're saying they can't even go to work with braids. But when the Kardashian do it, it's the new look. And I forgot what what um celebrity it was, but they dreaded their hair up, and then they made it sound all like peachy and fuzzy, like this yeah. new. I forgot what it was called, but they they here's pretty the it up and gentrified it up. Here's the thing. So I think people just want people to pay homage. I don't think it's just more so like, hey, if you have hair braided, it's more so like, yo, put on black women if that's the case. If you're rocking the looks that they created or coined. Mm-hmm. Like feed it back into it. Don't just take it in and have everybody be like the new Kim Kardashian look. Yeah, Kim Columbusing Kardashian, it. Columbusing. Oh. So they want credit. They want credit. 
See, to me, the way I see it, probably why I just, again, I'm not a black woman and she's not taking anything from me Like when she does these things. But we live in a white world. We're only what thirteen percent or thirty percent? Thirteen? No, we're still, we live in a white world. In America, oh, okay. in America, like you know, Americans don't really think beyond America. So right. when I say that, I'm thinking these fifty states mm-hmm. with a, a small portion of the population. So even when we do it, so many people are not necessarily aware of it. What you, you know? mean? We're all over pop culture. That's fine, but like, I'll let me give you an example. <clears throat> At my last job, there was a girl who, uh, she had, she has naturally just kind of short hair. But then that night she went home and she put her weave in. When she came to work, my boss literally was just like, oh my gosh, like, your hair grew so fast. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, yeah, I've just been, you know, eating my biotin gummies and drinking my water. And he just, it just was like, he had no clue that she was rocking weave, you know? So when she turned to me and looked at me, I was just like, yeah, girl, your hair grew fast, right? <laughs> and then watch this. Literally the next week she does hair. Like that was her thing. She was like, I'm tired of this look. And she got like a, a bob look. Like it, it was a wig. And then my boss, same guy, came in. He was just like, oh, my gosh, you cut all that beautiful hair? She was like, yeah, I got tired of it. And he was like, you're so lucky that your hair gets to grow so fast and you get to just cut it and do whatever. Like, that's amazing. And to me, I was just like, some of these people are just not aware. Like, they just don't know. It doesn't matter if you're in pop culture or this or that. The the vast majority of just these clueless white people are just walking around. And what they know is Kim Kardashian. And it's just like when she does it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't, I, I don't know what... How does that connect? So what I'm what I'm saying is <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying is educate is that, yourself. No, yeah, but but what I'm saying is like that's the reason why it blows up when Kim Kardashian does it because when we do it, we're not taking up that much market no, space. The, the thing is not about blowing up though; it's more so about like credit. The credit, the, but that's what I'm saying when like, it blows up. Yes, that what I'm saying is the reason why she's getting all the credit for it is because she has she's like appealing to that audience so now that you're saying like she needs to give the the credit to the people that rock it yeah i guess so but i mean like if she gets braids what is she supposed to do on every single post say hey i'm rocking black people braids like no just pay homage she could be like yo shout out to brandy with the brandy braids whatever just some shit like that okay that's that's i don't know that's odd but i mean even with that i'd still be like that's cultural appropriation stop i don't know to me i don't don't to play devil's advocate here and i don't think this is what kim kardashian is doing i need to say this um but to play devil's advocate as a parent of a black child should she be allowed to or should if if in the public eye should she be allowed to do these things without repercussion because she's trying to uh, show her half white kids that it is okay for them to express themselves as black children. Do you see like it could be that way at all? So what? Wait, yeah, yeah, I can, I, I can I can understand that perspective. Yeah. Um, but I also think there's a separation of allowing your child to see that mm-hmm. on or see it with the naturally black within a natural black culture mm-hmm. versus putting it on yourself and having darker skin and kind of right that's that's what i I don't in any way think kim kardashian is worried worrying about that and i don't think her kids are gonna have to worry about that either but i think uh, but i would say in 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 a sense of if it was our neighbor karen and her daughter laquita then yes (laughs) why karen gotta do that why gotta be a little She could have just been Quita. <laughs> she just says you. 
<laughs> but if I see Karen going around with dreads, I'm like, that's kind of different. It, it, mm, I see. I know, know you have a daughter people, that's yeah. that's mixed, but you walking around with dreads is not. That's still not. I think. So I, do you I think, think I white people with dreads things, is appropriation? What's that? All white people with dreads is appropriation? No. You don't think so? I think it it also just I depends. I think Kim Kardashian's famous and people don't like her, so they just say, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's the circumstances and then the background of it. Yeah. It's just the, from when I see Kim Kardashian, I just see infiltration of the black community from her. And that's just what I see. Where let's uh, Again, our example with Karen. And I don't see her trying to infiltrate the black community. She's trying to just show her daughter. I think most people just look at it like, yo, when Karen wears the dreads, it's a different vibe. But when I wear the dreads, it's like the hoodie where it's like, yo, I feel intimidating now. Mm-hmm. So like, are we I saying feel... she needs to just be a white girl? Um, Stay in your lane, Kim? It depends. I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Like, you can only have your hair straight and no. you can only be pale. I don't, I don't think that's what people are saying. <laughs> take that, take that, no. take that silicone out of your butt <laughs> and just be white, I damn mean, it. It looks terrible. Oh, Jesus, to, to me, I feel like I those glasses I'm, is when you throw them on. Hey, man, you're appropriating intelligent culture. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you just but assume again, my intelligence? A good, a good I think point you're that you're only you made. focusing on one part of the, the the cultural appropriation thing, though. What is it? What what part am I? F- like I'm focusing on like, I don't think people are saying big butts and braids are only for black people. Sure, it's more again. It's mostly like yo, the credit. You're, yeah, not the the credit, but also like tapping into the culture when you want to milk it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I don't think it's like, oh, big butts take it off and here do this. It's more like, yo, when you want to be black, it's cool. It's a costume for you. You throw it on. You throw on a look. Sure. After that, you wipe it I off. You go. You're that. back to being Kim mm-hmm. K. Mm-hmm. I think that's the issue people got. It's not more so like, oh, you can't rock this look. And some people do feel like Todd just said. You infl- she infl- they feel like she infiltrated the black community in a way. Okay, let me ask you this. Kim Kardashian goes out of her way to get these people out of prison, and Great she's job. doing her uh, her jail reformation thing she's 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 putting in the work to do that mm-hmm. why why braids over that like mm-hmm. why like to me the work she's doing the work so to, to me, me it's like vibe. this gives me the vibe what we spoke about last time with jay-z thing i feel like people just don't give a fuck about the positive shit they want to be mad yeah that's what I i'm that's saying for Ult- you, ultimately it's like she's famous she's a white girl or she's armenian. half armenian mm-hmm. which i don't know if they consider themselves White, don't but, no. you know? Okay, so she's half. She's she's an ethnic woman, you know, an ambig an ethnic ethnically ambiguous woman. Um, but I guess people can say she's white passing, right? She's white passing, uh, like she's pretty much. Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. in our minds, she's a, a white girl. So we don't like that she's doing that. But at the end of the day, but it's, it's it's just like because she's famous, and I guess she doesn't have any like skills that you can see with your two eyeballs. It upsets you. To me, I'd rather focus on the other stuff. She's doing the work every day. She's getting so many people out of jail. She's helping this reformation thing. We have a monster as a president, and she's the only one that is doing positive. Not let me not say the only one, but she's one of the people <laughs> that are putting her herself out there to affiliate herself with somebody who people don't like to right. do good things. And then we're gonna be like, all right, cool. But braids and butts. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, all right, rock your braids. Get more people out of jail. And I'm not discounting every, the good for, things that she's doing. For every person you take out of jail, put another braid in. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. 
I'm not That's a black it. woman, so I can't really honestly give yeah. you a real informed mm-hmm. opinion. Because when I see white boys who try to dress like me or try to look like me or whatever, I don't get upset. Whatever, man. You think it's cool? Whatever, man. I don't, whatever. I don't care. Pretty valid. You about to say something? No, I'm just saying. I'm not discounting the good that she's doing, but I just still have my own biases about her. She can well, keep she doing it. All but right. she can't. Mm, never. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, let's, let's ease our way out of this real quick, you know? We're going to on this day, mm-hmm. March 3rd. This is not really good news, but it was like a staple moment Damn, you love in history. Stuff. Nah, it's real shit, man. It's real shit. It's nah, it's it's ahead, it's it's he's we're trying prepared. to get us emotional. You yeah, want to see prepared. us cry on the podcast. No, I'm going to cry. We got to have some balance. I mean, we had some ratchet moments. We had some good moments. You know? mm-hmm. okay, but this is not that deep. But it's, I mean, it's deep. Is it Meg Thee Stallion? Okay, just say it. No, 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 no. Just say it. I was trying to build it in particular. Just say it. Ready? All right. Rodney King happened today. You know, when he was beaten by the police. It was March 3rd, right here in California. We're living on the west side. Mm-hmm. Not much has changed. But that's what happened on this day in history. Damn. Ronnie King. You guys don't care about Ronnie King? Like, you guys are staring at me like... Can I gather my thoughts? Oh, yeah. You hit me with a... <laughs> but this is a podcast. Right We're supposed to be on flow. It's like... Okay. What you, what you trying to think well, of? They're going to stay with us in the flow. I mean, um, Todd could cut out the pauses anyways. What do you think, Todd? I'm trying not to give him too many pauses to cut out. I mean, it doesn't have to be nothing deep, by the way. Like, I'll be completely honest. There wasn't much that I remember about it. What it wasn't year? like a big. Say it again. What year? It and, was nineteen ninety one. Oh, okay. So like, yeah, I was I wasn't even born yet. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I was born. I was like, but I was a child, two and a so. half weeks old. But is there anything in connection with it that you guys could relate to or resonate with? Mm-hmm. Well, not for, I, not for me. For me, it connects to. Uh, it connects to. Because NWA, the fuck the police shit, the fuck nah, the police not, movement, how people interact, how black people interact with the, with the, the relationship police, with the police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, to me, it connects to that one moment in time. I, I want to say it's about 2016 ish when there was that police versus the people here in LA. Mm-hmm. Were you here for that time? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. yeah yeah remember it was like one real grim day in L A where it was like every they were even saying on the news like pe- people stay inside yeah it was like, wow. it was yeah. the, it was the craziest thing to to see a newscast or yeah. see that what, on what was the, that feeling like living out here when that was happening were you like was everybody like yo boy everybody was on edge right. like I was working at a hospital at the time and I remember people just being like hey if you need to leave this building to go to another one like walk with somebody mm-hmm. or wow. something because mm-hmm. it was a very yeah it was a very just grim day in LA and I don't remember what happened it, it was I think something in Mississippi or was it the was that that happened oh, it or? might have been Mike Brown it, I think it was Mike Mike mm-hmm. Brown and then Ferguson. Uh, yeah Ferguson mm-hmm. happened and then uh in LA a couple of people started attacking police officers and it just became this huge thing I mean it's so weird that like it's not this day that people remember in the you know in recent times, but I remember that day where everybody was just like, whoa, there's like a, a war between people and and, and the police. And and I, I think about Rodney That's King. That's crazy too, too, because I know, I, hear, I always say LAPD has like a pretty like wild history in terms of yeah. like the illegal shit they do, the shady shit they do. Yeah. So it must have been interesting around that time living out here to be like, yo, is this officer like looking at me as an enemy? Well, yeah, like you really had to be on your P's and Q's. So, you know, I think about that... Um, I did do some extended research about Rodney King a few years ago, and yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a it's a wild story, and to have it on on camera, and you know, I always think about like how he had to live 
mm. afterwards. <clears throat> um, and I, I know he didn't really even have like the best life after that. Um, I think he was pretty traumatized and um, all that. So, yeah, you know, I, I just think I, I don't know what to say about, you know, what has changed and what hasn't changed. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, it's scary. Big facts. It's scary. All right, we gotta wrap this up because I'm tired of kicking it with the listeners. Okay, I got other stuff to do. <laughs> I, like, I like you guys. I got other stuff to do. I like y'all too, but it's, it's like all seven. Uh, too much time, man. Lit, all man. seventy. <laughs> nah, seven I feel like seventy. I feel like I probably watched. I probably clicked it like ten times. So okay. it might be bots. It's more like fifteen seven. people. Mm. We growing though. We growing though. We want to come up. Any shout outs you guys want to give? You know, we all get to oh, this portion. Well, you, I mean, Black History Month get, is over, so we're, yeah, that's it. We'll talk about I, it. I think next it's year. crazy too. Like, <laughs> this this is always a part we do, and then we're always, always like, oh shit. No, I'm ready. I know you be ready because you be finding somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, what it's is cool it called? You, it's called you know. Black Wealth Tube on Instagram. Black Wealth Tube. Follow them. Tube? Black Wealth Tube. So T U B E. Yep. Gotcha. Check them out. They teach you, it's just a bunch of inspirational, motivational um, quotes and posts. And just like black entrepreneurs that are out there starting their own businesses, running their business. And the Instagram also highlights just what you can do to start your own business. How easy it is if you want to invest $1,000, take that tax return and invest it into starting your own business, Mm -hmm. supporting the black dollar, opening up your own business in the black community, and really just empowering yourself. And so I really like their post and just the Instagram. And it's also just motivational going there to see other Black entrepreneurs, having them highlighted and having them talked about, seeing what they're doing. I think this man just started a, he makes chocolate and he's one of, he's grossing a lot of money just starting his own business, making chocolate as a black man. And so it's good to see those highlighted and kind of featured on the Instagram. It's a different lane. Like he's showing other people too, like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm making money off of chocolate. Right. Not yeah. Like music or whatever, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And there's a lot of possibilities out there for entrepreneurship. And I feel like sometimes we don't know what the options are. You can literally make money doing anything. And so having that highlighted there, I think, is a good opportunity to see what the possibilities are and kind of motivating you guys to the next level. Shit, fuck with it. Shit, I want to shout out to the educated worker bee. Because honestly, I, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on people to think like, if you're not, and not to discredit what you just said, but if you're not like starting your own business or doing it yourself, then you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. But there is great opportunity for people who are not necessarily ready or willing to take on that cloak of being like the leader, the starter. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause it takes, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. But if you're like, Hey, look, I know how to do certain things and you know how to fit into other people's businesses and to other people's um, strategies. I think that's a great thing. So shout out, shout out to them because you could still, that's facts. You know, that's one thing that's not highlighted too. Yeah. Like a lot of people, they show like the wealth, like, yo, do your own thing, get rich, do this. But definitely nobody's like, yo, it's cool to make hundred thousand a year, eighty, sixty, seventy thousand a year. I even think about it like, in. you know, we're Caribbean, so mm-hmm. a lot of the women that we know are nurses. Mm-hmm. You know, but those are the people that were able to pay for us to go to school, mm-hmm. pay for mm-hmm. pay for a place for us to live. Right. You know, Full they didn't have to create their own hospital or anything like that. But mm-hmm. you know, you found something that you like to do, and you were able to fit into somebody else's like dichotomy. And uh, you made great money and you worked hard and you do what you had to do. And and from then on, you could take that money and go do whatever you want, whatever you want to do. But you don't always have to take that cape on and say, I started my own business and this and that. Because like sometimes there's some trickery that comes along with that. And, you know, and if we want to talk about people not knowing a lot, the words of like, go start your own business are real cool until 
you you know you realize what comes along with it mm-hmm. and it's like oh shoot nobody taught me and then you find yourself in a not so great position so you know shout out shout out to the people who are just putting in the work every single day gotcha. so we got you covered on both ends start your business you don't have to or fit into the facts. puzzle facts. yeah facts. options yep big facts i want to shout out um wendy okolo um, she's 26, and she's the first black woman to get to get her PhD in um, aerospace engineering from the University of Texas in 2015. That's Damn. gonna be mine too, for real. Yeah, and see? then I, at the last second, I was like, you know what? Shout out to the RNs. See, she knows. It's nice. it's, that's the telecommunication. Twins. I was saying, um, and now she works at NASA. Yeah, she's pretty dope. So that's my shout out. Good nice. for her. Good job, yeah, man. Is there anything? Any last words y'all want to say before we sign up? She could have started her own NASA. But right, she guys. decided. Big facts. She could. No, no. She could. She could. <laughs> she, she, could. she could. She could. But she, no, no. You know she fit. She's into only twenty six. Yeah. So she got time. Okay. Yeah. If you look at Elon Musk. You know, she never knows. She could lever her way up. I got faith in. What's her name again? Her name is Wendy Okolo. Wendy, Just keep her eye out. Shout out to you. Yeah. Wasa, yeah. Wendy's aeronautical. We'll talk about it. Space. <laughs> All right. Well, shit. Yeah. If you guys like kicking it with us, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Be sure to follow Nostalgia on Facebook and follow Nostalgia on Instagram as well. And if you rock with us that deep, become a supporter. You know, it's part ways, but you know, a couple, a couple of your dollars, part ways, support us. Anything you guys want to add? Leave a review if you can. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, drop a comment or a like if you're even watching it on YouTube. So there's some options there. And that's that. You guys want to throw on your social medias? Sure. You can follow me at KJ Slayer Four, and you can follow me on Instagram at Todd with two X's. I'm always here for the conversation, so troll me, I'll troll you back. Oh, shit. Tyler, you throwing your... Yeah, Time Lord Tyler on Twitter and Instagram. All right, cool, man. With that, we signing out. Peace.